In the job centre of life, don't be the guy that shits in the bin to get out of an interview. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapism. Welcome to Modern Escapism, the only podcast in the world. If you're listening to anything else claiming to be a podcast, it's a lie. Burn the heretics. <laughs> I'm Gadget, the person behind the counter of your life's corner shop. Joining me this week, the only man ever recorded to have 10 kilogram testicles, it's Biggie. <laughs> Hello. An amusing collection of holes, it's Oodles. Yeah, I am actually here. Is he a man or a kebab wrap in skinny jeans? We'll never know. It's Stig. 100% a kebab wrap in skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, Candy's not with us this week. She's off sheep rustling in the northwest. Yeah. How are we all, boys? I've retired. Tired. I've retired from hosting. I'm done. I mean, you're very tired. Because <laughs> of, cause of blend, Blender Gate. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I told anyone, but my retirement only lasts for one week. So. <laughs> it's more of a sabbatical. No, Gadget's taking the reins this week. Gadget's taking the reins this week because I've been house hunting. House hunting. I've been busy. We're, we're um, like the PC master race, but the blender master race. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at your t-shirt then, in case you had a blender on it. Does it have a blender on it? No, I don't. I don't, I don't even know what it says. <laughs> Blend. <laughs> it does look like blend from here. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it says sound. I think. <laughs> yeah, Blender Gate really ruined me. It ruined yeah, me. it did. You know, you're not part of the cult of the blend. I have to move house because of it. Because people are throwing their blenders at my window. <laughs> I've, I've been blending up stuff and throwing them at his window, and, and then putting yeah, them through his letterbox. But blending yeah. up sardines and putting them through his letterbox. Blended up his own shit earlier. <laughs> to, to blend a full of petrol, it's called a Molotov blend. Yeah. A Molotov smoothie. That was his other neighbour. Yeah. He seemed so surprised that so many people had blenders. It, not surprised. It, it was weird how connected you were to the idea that nobody owned blenders. <laughs> I, I love it was this, such an think, off-kind comment was, that someone picked up It's such a nothing on. comment and it's become this huge <laughs> thing. I feel like I can't say shit. <laughs> Guys, someone, let me just... To the listener, uh, right, you're, you're the of, listener. That's the whole point, though. It's out of context Twitter. I know, else. but to, to, I, whoever's doing that, you're a fucking moron, but I love you. <laughs> but, <laughs> listener, in future, when I, this is an entertainment show. Not everything is fact. In fact, most things aren't. That well, I most say. things you say, yeah. Everything I say is fact. Yeah. Lot of bullshit. Lot of bullshit. But you, you, Get you, used to it. You know what, Oodles, that gives me a great segue because we need some facts. We need some Do figures. We need some fiction. And we need some mispronunciations. It's Biggie's breaking mm. news. You may already know, but he doesn't because it's time for Biggie's breaking news. Check it out. Once upon a time in 24, Biggie made a money and life sure was slow. All this it was six foot two he stood. People thought the news that he said was good. The lifter DJ and Gadget was his name. He came up to Biggie and this is what he said. 
You and the guys are gonna make some cash Sell a million records and we're making the dash Ooh, I'm buzzing because this is how we use it Modern Escaping does it like nobody does This is how we use it <laughs> To all my listeners, you got much flavour This is how we use it I never come back on an old school track This is how we use it Amazing Very good That one got away from you a little bit there, didn't it? <laughs> oh, it always does, mate. It always does. Breath control, mate. Sing from your diaphragm. Yeah. <laughs> That's them singing from my arse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next. Yes, the Pokemon company has made a statement about Power World. <laughs> we have received many inquiries regarding another company's game released in January 2024. We have not granted any permission for the use of Pokemon intellectual property or assets in the game. We intend to investigate. Which is, cool, which, is a, which is corporate speak for. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you honestly think that um, the Pokemon company on Nintendo would have even batted an eyelid if it wasn't making $2 million or whatever it was making? I think it's probably more that just people keep like shouting at them saying, this game's like Pokemon. So like, <laughs> I, the first time I ever heard of it was last podcast and sequentially... I have now seen a few trailers of it. It doesn't look like a Pokemon game. It's just a game with Pokemon in it. Do you get what I mean? It doesn't you, play like Pokemon, oh, does it? You've got to catch them in balls and hopefully they don't break out. Well, you've got to beat them down enough to capture them yes. in, a, in a ball. Yeah, And then the I ball kind of goes... You did that with Digimon. And well, that's what Tab-tab. people's argument is, that it's Pokemon weren't really the first people to do it. It's just Monster a, Rancher, uh, a lot... Uh, a lot of the, um, a lot of them do look like Pokemon. You put them side by that's side, what I, and they that's look what I very see. similar. That's the, the only thing I notice is that it looks a lot like Pokemon, and they look like Pokemon. But a lot of it looks off to me. It looks like it's not finished or something. I don't know. It well, it's, it, it, it's in early access, yeah. but it, it's also like I don't think anyone's arguing that it's an original game. It's a staggeringly unoriginal game. That's just smashed yeah, together. The unoriginal game. Yeah, it's just smashed together, like kind of crafting survival Pokemon and Breath of the Wild stuff yeah. into it, like Valheim, all that stuff. Yeah, but I don't think it's actually done any copyright infringement. They've just gone, "This is good. This is good. This is good. We'll stick it in a game." Yeah, and and ultimately, the the horse the uh, the horse has left the barn at this point because it's got like fucking mm. eight million players on Steam. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> smashing it. It's got like millions of like one point five million concurrent players. I'm stupid. I think it's it should huge. wake Pokemon Company up to be like, "This is what they want from you." Well, that, that, mm. that's it. Some, someone put a comparison image out on on Twitter um, or so, or Reddit or something, and it was a screenshot from Pokemon Arceus and a screenshot from Pal World. And so guess which one is done by the multi-million dollar conglomerate and which one was done by a little uh, guys in their bedroom. <laughs> There's a problem with that, though. There's a problem with that one, though. The Pokemon company are unfortunately locked to a very aging console. That's the that's a difference. Well, Surely that makes a difference. There are some much prettier games than Pokemon on, on the Switch still. Tears of the Kingdom. It's true. Yeah, exactly. Astral Chain, one of the first games on the Switch, is still one of the best looking. Yeah. Mario games, look how good they look. Like it, True, exactly. yeah. Just, exactly. Game Freak are bad at yeah. making games. Yeah. Fan, the Pokemon <laughs> the fans games. are kicking up a fuss. I'm just like, maybe they just need to make a good game for you. Because Yeah, yeah. That's what you're that's what you're pining for. Yeah. If you had a Pokemon world that looked like Tears of the Kingdom and was playing like Power World seems to have taken off, 
People yeah. would love it. I agree. Some people are doing some horrific, no, no, horrific too... things in Power World that he's got like. Peter... I know you can eat your friends, can't you? <laughs> well, you can set up like slave shops. You can have them like working <laughs> yeah. on like it, like sweatshop <laughs> lines, like building stuff for you. <laughs> it's fucking. It's so odd. Like some, some 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 of the pals are ammo for bazookas. You put a fucking yeah. sheep in a bazooka and fire it at the enemy. No. I like that. That sounds good. I feel like if that but came out on a console, I don't Companies play it. come after you though. If they are going to take you to court, bloody hell! <laughs> yeah, they've got that's... money behind them. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but... I, I think that the Power World developers will have spent a lot of time and money, like making sure that they are threading Prepping. that legal needle. That it's just like yeah. like somewhat like a judge can say, yeah, it's similar, but it's not a Pokemon game. Mm. You know, is like, there, and, I, and I don't know. It's parody. Is there, yeah. it's just parody. Is there an actual copy of the main Pokemon's, like um, Pikachu? Do you know the no, main ones that the, we there's, all know? There's, there, there's ones that are reminiscent of them. But... Yeah, because if, if they made a little yellow mouse Pokemon with red cheeks and it did lightning, I think they've got more grounds on that. You can do a friggin'... Um, Water dragon and be like, that's just our water dragon, that mate. But Pikachu's bigger than Pokemon itself, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's some of mean. them do look like Pokemon. Though. If you were looking at them <laughs> side by side, you're like, you, you look at it and you go, "Come on, mate! All you've done <gasps> yeah, there is Pokemon. Just come on!" Apart from the apart from the main ones that we all know and love, they're shit at designing yeah. Pokemon. One of them's a bunch of keys. <laughs> I was just thinking, that. or a rock, <laughs> or a rock. Dig Diglett turns oh. from like a like a one to three. It's like oh. Great. Oh, whoa. Doug, Doug Trio. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, they are shy. The, the, main, the main Pokemons are fantastic looking yeah. creatures. You know what I mean? But I, I don't I don't, know, I, I don't know if they're called the main ones. I don't really know much about Pokemon that much, it, as it, you can it, tell. Neither do I, so we'll move on. Next. Good to say well, that, isn't it? Well, slightly linked. Uh, well, very linked, to be fair. Nintendo's next Switch uh, is looking likely to come out this year with an LCD screen. Apparently, Omdia says... Next console from Kyoto Company will have an eight-inch LCD screen. I it's not out this year. It's not out yet, but it. I predicted, made some predictions on our uh, latest Patreon podcast about this. Yep, 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 yep. yep. It's oh, happening. Cool. It's happening. Got to yeah, listen th- to find out what they are. I'm not telling you. I think. Um, pay. I think people are a little bit down on the fact that it's going to have that. It looks like it's going to have an LCD screen. And uh, Omdia, the... yeah, they'll just bring an OLED one later on, won't they? Well, yeah, that that's it. It's, I think that's what people were expecting, but people, I think, were hooping for OLED from uh, from the jump. I, 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 it's Nintendo, I right? You got to remember, done, really. guys. Remember, with Nintendo, they're a toy manufacturer. They're going to make it as cheaply as possible first run. They always yeah. do. The premium and model as much comes for out it good as possible. Yes, the, the 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 dearer, more expensive hardcore model comes out later on, and everyone's gone. Oh, I've got to sell my original one now, my plastic one, my crappy one. Mm. They do it every time, ever since they've existed. And the one that so. you make out of cardboard comes out in between. In the between, <laughs> just to test the water. Could we get away with a cardboard one? <laughs> Looks like we could. People, some people are complaining because they were like, oh, the specs are probably going to be in line with a PlayStation 4. And they're like, they should seem like people kicking off about it. It's like, it's What's a handheld. That? That's fine. Like <laughs> like the Steam Deck and the mm-hmm. Ally are like, they're... Yeah. Yeah. Like, PS4s. They're out PS4 level. And then don't forget, PS4 ran like The Last of Us 2. Yes. Like, <laughs> and that's really well. Uh, yeah. And Red Dead Redemption 2. They look incredible. So that, if you forget, you can well. get, you're getting that you get in your handheld. God of War Ragnarok on PS4. Yeah. If you're getting that in your handheld, that's mint. 
Who's moaning? Who's moaning? I'll have that for the next 10 years. Because people think that they should be keeping up with Xbox and um, PlayStation, but you can't do that in a handheld. I think what people... They're innovators. That's what they are. They're not... I think what people yeah. also forget is that Nintendo have an uncanny ability to like pull an amazing amazing things out of their hardware. They understand their hardware. So like, you know, the console is seven years. You're gonna say out of their ass. No. <laughs> it means that. But like, given the fact that it's a seven year old console, Mario Wonder looks incredible. It's one of oh, the best looking games that? I've seen. Beautiful. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom is stunning. At, even they've the got the Witcher three to run on that. It might not look as good as a PlayStation Four or a PS Five or anything. In handheld, it's fine. But just when you put it on the telly, it's fucking atrocious. They still got that game to run on it. Yeah, yeah. like and, I want Doom, that and Doom Eternal. Yeah, so you, it's going to be fine if it's yeah. got PS Four style specs. It's an look. Fine. It's a Nintendo console. We're all buying it. Grow up. Next, <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> Uh, Sony quietly blocks controversial Cronus Zen device from connecting to PS5 consoles. Uh, in its latest firmware update, the device suddenly let players use a mod- uh, sorry, which let players use or modify any supported controller on Sony's console. But Sony didn't tell anybody, so if you actually accepted the current update, you wouldn't be able to use your Cronus Zen anymore. Fucking hell's a Cronus. So a Cronus Zen is a little bit of hardware that you put between your controller and your PlayStation that lets you do um, cheating in. Um, Call of Duty. Oh, it's like, like Call of Duty fans, they're oh, the worst. Is it, is it the like, worst? Is it like having a turbo mode SNES controller? Pretty much, yeah. yes. <laughs> the only time I actively played a Mega Drive for a long time was at my cousin's, and he had the turbo one for the Mega Drive. And mate, you should see me as E Honda. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to play? Do you want to play Street Fighter? They 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 have the turbo control, and you're given the standard yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. A bit. <laughs> It's it's uh, it's basically like a little macro pad, so you can you can put in like like button combinations yeah, that you just tap yeah, one button yeah. and it does. So like for instance, you know if you're getting shot from behind, you can you can just like quickly tap it and then you'll like fl- flip around and, and aim at that. Which head is not built in in the game, is it? Which yeah, is not built in the game. So it's like so. What you've been doing then, big it? <laughs> so okay. yeah, there's a, there's a there's a, a subset, the most toxic part of the um, Call of Duty fandom. And that's a toxic fandom are kicking off because they're going, it's making it hard. You should check my stats. You'll see my kill death ratio. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a Call of Duty fan, but not the multiplayer fan. So I can't be lumped into this. I'm not a part of this Cronus crowd. No, I, I can't imagine you, you would spend money to play less of a game anyway. <laughs> I like the, uh, a six hour, the ga- a six hour game the, that uh, I get. <laughs> the message from the team that. Um, Created the uh, the Zen said. Uh, However, this update is not mandatory. Simply skip it, and everything should still work with the previous update as expected. And then the Come company online. said it doesn't know. It didn't know the update was coming, and it doesn't know when it'll be able to fix it either. Warns players to make use of this device. It could be twenty four hours, twenty four days, twenty four months. You can't go online on some updates though, if you don't do them. Yeah, the big updates. Yeah, like the, like the big number ones. Yeah. I. Always find it funny when someone has made this little cottage industry out of something that's kind of a bit ske- sketchy. We're going to be millionaires. And, and then it takes one software update to undo it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know people that have got um, like a uh, custom firmware chipped or whatever you call it now, pirated PS5s now. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you, why are you ruining your brand new baby? If you've got enough yeah, money to pay for a PS5, you've got enough money to get some games for it. Legitimate. The last thing I tinkered with was my uh, PS3 because obviously it's 
pretty much not. I I only strictly and I I can have the moral high ground on this. I only emulate stuff I don't I can't get anymore. Yeah. From from e shops that don't work anymore or games that I've got physically or games from fifteen years ago that developers won't make any money from anyway. I'm I'm quite moral on that one. I would never. I'd never chip me. Uh, I like to use the word chip because that's what we used to call it around here. I've never, I'll never chip me Nintendo Switch because it's still a functioning. You know, what you thing. but I'm not, yeah. not against people that do. No, I'm just in. not. <laughs> just, I use it actively. You know why they call it chipping oodles? No, chipping it because because on the on the PS One you 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 soldered an extra chip to the board which um, overrode the copy oh. protection. We just did anything pirated when I were when I were a kid, even leading up to three six, we just called it chipping. Chip it, get it chipped. Yeah, those were those those were back in the days before you had the entire system on a single chip, and you could just like put yeah. a little bit, little bit of hardware into like you know fuck yeah. around with it. Well, I'm going to continue. But also, to if you um, if you tinker with things like a PS4 or PS5 now and stuff like that, you can't fuck go online that, anyway because you'll get yeah. banned. So um, it, it seems like a, a bit of a waste for that. <laughs> how many how many online matches of Mario Kart have you had stick? <laughs> None. <laughs> Some poor lad cards. Some, some, some between non and and, and a number. Uh, next. L- lads locked between air, air, air mo- airplane mode. Aren't you, mate? He's never off it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a strange one for you: British Army's Fortnite recruitment campaign retreats in the face of gamer backlash. <laughs> <laughs> the British Army was keen on recruiting Fortnite players because they really shoot well, or at least it was. Social media posts and a trailer promoting Operation Belong appear to have been taken down following backlash to a recruitment drive aimed at the game's youthful audience. That's amazing. I also I also just now re- really love the idea of the British Army just being Fortnite players. <laughs> go, go into a war zone and they're just fucking knocking up a shed. <laughs> <laughs> just running around like that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your mother! I Fuck find- your mother! <laughs> I find this whole this whole thing absolutely frightening. It's 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 it's, it's um, Starship Troopers. Would you like to know more levels of fucking yeah, dystopia? Just, I do not like this whatsoever. Enjoying a shooting game does not equate to enjoying real life warfare. Like, no, it's no, no one enjoys real life warfare. No, but it's like it's like that's still they've still got that same mentality of like. Yeah, back in I'll the nineties, if that, I get shot, oh, if I play Mortal Kombat, I'm going to be a violent child. If I play GTA, I'm going to be a violent child. It's like that's not how it works. That's like, not how it works. It doesn't hurt when you're playing. People a game. still have a really fucking warped mind. I love playing Call of Duty. I do not there. want to be in modern warfare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just actively don't want to listen to Lance Corporal Boris Johnson telling me what I should and shouldn't <laughs> do. Have you seen this fucking advert? I mean, if, it, I mean, if, it, if it's all Fortnite players, you get, you, you'll get fucking com- uh, Commander Ninja. <laughs> Commander Ninja. Oh, my word. Come on, Ninja, go. Go, Ninja, go. Nah, no, fuck that, man. It, go, go, go into the army here, mess uh, and get G Fuel. Oh. <laughs> it says here, Eurogamer contacted Epic Games for the comments but was told that the promotion is currently undergoing moderation. Apparently, it turns out you aren't allowed to promote enrolment in the military per Epic Games Ironclad Fortnite Island creator rules. You're not allowed to do it in general. You're just not allowed to do it. It's I know they're threatening this conscription bullshit, but that's not going to pass either. They're fucking no. not, man. It's not going to pass. It's not going to pass. No, no they're no, not threatening not. it at all. It's, it's just, just some a... bellend. Was... Yeah, some bellend said it, and it's been taken out of context. Oh, I'm not fucking scared, mate. They're not going to have me. 
<laughs> they know exactly how to cons- they know how, exactly how to conscript you. They just need to ha- they just need to put a box with a stick under it and a pile of cocaine next to an army recruitment <laughs> center. Like, like and from, from, from the guy who's just like, ooh, ooh, a bag, bag of coke. Ooh, a bag of coke. <laughs> Mate, I will be the most unstoppable warrior on the on the on the fucking battlefield. I'll be running out. I'm like fucking Turok. <laughs> you'll just be you'll be like fucking Asterix. You just get your magic potion. And you can yeah. fuck up some Romans. Yeah, I'm odd. I'm single-handedly defeat the baddies. Even though we're probably the baddies. Who knows? We're always, we're always the baddies. Uh, next. Uh, CD Projekt Red dabbling in AI, considering multiplayer for Cyberpunk 2. So they've pretty much gone full circle now, haven't they? Uh, was it, there was, wasn't there supposed to be multiplayer in the first Cyberpunk? And they got yes. dropped, dropped. There was. Yeah. They but they're now looking at how AI can it. aid development. I mean... Why AI is not AI. going to help development? You need people to develop things, man. Yeah, it's so frustrating. It's so bad. Did you see my AI statement I wrote? Well, I didn't write. I asked it to write. The, 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 it made the no sheer, fucking sense. <laughs> the 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 destruction of the English fucking lexicon was insane. It doesn't know what it's doing. It's terrible. I hate AI. Yeah, I hate it. Just next. Just hate it. Uh, the day before, dev uh, team resurfaced and they're blaming the failure on gold rush of negative tape. The studio posted the message to Twitter alluding to certain bloggers that triggered a gold rush of dunks with content creators <laughs> racing to publish their takes, ultimately leading to the game's downfall. The statement sure. blames misinformation from supposedly anonymous sources and provides answers to questions no one was asking. Sure. The, wasn't it the actual game itself? Like, people did buy the game and refunded it yeah, immediately because yeah. it was shite. Yeah. I, God, it took them less than a month to completely scrub everything and then come back and blame everybody else. <laughs> yep. I wonder why industry's on its ass. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's a joke, it. man. It's a, it's a joke. What the, I'm just reading the quote here from Remember the experiment where you're asked to count pink objects in a room and then recall the blue ones? You won't remember any. It's all about focus. The negative bias instilled by certain bloggers making money on hate affected perceptions of the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking shite. Oh, that is really shite. <laughs> Screw you guys. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Next. I'm going to get angry about the next uh, one. Over to the world of film and TV. Uh, we've had the Oscars full list of uh, nominations. Time to get angry again. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go through the lot, but um, Oppenheimer leads the nominations with a total of 13, followed by Poor Things with 11, Killers of the Flower Moon with 10, and Barbie with 8. They will compete for Best Picture with American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, Past Lives, and The Zone of Interest. Uh, amongst those setting records with the nominations was Lily Gladstone, who is the first Native American acting nominee, and Martin Scorsese, who is now the most nominated living movie director. So, One I mean, of the best directors to ever live as well. Just, um, we'll just get address the elephant in the room get, straight away. Do it, do it. Um, yep. Neither Margot Robbie nor Greta Gerwig were nominated in their respective categories for Barbie, but Ryan Gosling nope. was, and I feel like that's a bad thing. 
Not that Ryan Gosling doesn't deserve it. Don't get me wrong. Ryan Gosling does deserve it. But they also deserve it. But he did steal the show. No, he did steal the the show. But also, like, Margot Robbie was fantastic in it. And Greta Gerwig made an amazing film. Like, the fact that the two of them have been snubbed is weird. So here's my (sighs) issue. It's weird. They extended the best movie category out to 10 films. Yeah. But kept... And these are the main categories. The main four that everyone always cares like most about are film, director, actor, and actress. You leads. Yeah. They're the main four. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to extend the, the main film to ten, those the other three need to go to at least seven. Yeah, I agree, mate. You can't... I just do not... I mean, Greta Gerwig has been um, nominated in other parts of you know for screenwriting and things like that. And America Ferreira, she's been... Um, Nominated for a supporting actress, which is great. Yeah, which is which is good. But the, um, she, I think, I think Mar- directed I think Mar- the absolute hell out of that film, and without that vision, without the way that she, what she's done and how she's pieced it together, without Margot Robbie, I've seen people say, "Oh, anyone could have played like Barbie." No, no, like no, it, I don't think so. I don't think so at yep. all. Like without no. them, that film still that doesn't work. I mean, yeah, Gosling is great, but it doesn't work without them. They're the brainchild behind them two, really, behind that yeah. film. Yeah, because it's, it's um, Margot it's, Robbie, executive producer. Yeah, it's her production company. She I has so. promoted that, like, I thought so to the nth degree as well. Like the way that, she, the way that she's yeah, she's been all over it, it. and she, the empowerment and just the message. But like, it's, yeah, the problem is, who'd you take out? <laughs> Don't ask me, mate. Don't ask me. This is a strong category. I like also the fact that Ryan, um, he also um, acknowledged the the snub as well, didn't he? He said he it's did. Very yeah. nice he did. Yeah. But and that'll lose him his Oscar. That, well, he's, he's not going to win anyway. Robert, it it's Robert Downey Jr.'s. Yeah, he's definitely going to win it. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. I think it just those four, those three categories especially, you need to add extra in there because if you're gonna if you're gonna include these other films so in there as well you've got past lives um yeah. and there's no best actress or, or best director for that um and I, i've not seen the film yet but from every other podcast and thing that i've heard best actress annette benning for naiad uh, I've, not, I've not heard great stuff what i've heard from people is it feels like this is a lifetime nomination. Right. Which happened. And I really wish they'd stop fucking doing that. Stop giving nominations. They did Jamie Lee Curtis last year, didn't they? And she won it. Yeah, I don't think it, she deserved to win it, to be honest. I, yeah, I loved that film, but I don't think she, she deserved wasn't to the win best, thing in it. best supporting actress for it. Well, no, in Ste- fact, I, mean, I mean, in that film, Stephanie Hsu was. She's much yeah. better. Yeah. But I just stop awarding and giving points to people based on their history. It's got to be about that film that year, not what they've done in the past. As much as I like Robert Downey Jr. in uh, Oppenheimer, they're giving, I think they're giving it to him because of his past work as well. I don't know. If you look at the, They couldn't give him anything for the Avengers or any of the Iron Man films. They couldn't give him for... Certainly not Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> he doesn't deserve no, that. I, th- I, I, think, I think he does deserve it for He's Oppenheimer. He's great because, because he, I forgot it was him. Yeah, and that's, that's why it works for him in that one. Yeah. Um, it's still better though. It's still better. It's it, it's Greta really, Lee it's, and Celine Song as well for past lives. Not being in there is just for me is outrageous. 
but there isn't enough space, and that's my that's my issue. Don't don't increase the best film, and then narrow the, the field on the other ones. Yeah, yeah, I agree, mate. There there is something that we're going to, to rectify all this. The biggies are coming at a very similar time to the Oscars. <laughs> we can give the true best actor award, female actor award, to who we deem deserves it. So, and yeah. they are better reward, uh, better awards anyway. Everyone knows that. More prestigious. Yeah, there isn't. There is a few others in there that I'd like to point out, which I think are a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> best animated feature. Um, Elemental does not deserve to be in there. It is fine. Uh, it's not as good as Suzumi at, at all. That film is so much better than Elemental. And Makoto Shinkai is constantly getting snubbed by the Oscars and it's doing my head in. Didn't get anything for Your Name. Didn't get anything for this film and both of them. Your Name is incredible, but Suzumi is also just as good and has an amazing score. Yeah. Speaking of scores... What the fuck is Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny doing in there? I was going to say, isn't it not just John another Williams. John Williams? Yeah. yeah. Into the Spider-Verse is one of the best soundtracks I've heard in fucking ages. Daniel Pemberton is doing things that no other composer is doing with that. So many different techniques and piecing all these different techniques together to create that soundtrack. And he did like a... He recorded a, a piece... And then put it through a scratcher, and then remixed it. And he's doing all these like absolute crazy shit to make to make this amazing soundtrack. Nothing. Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. No, nothing in the soundtrack. And and Biggie's just coming back now. When he gets back to his uh, seat, I'll his ask him. Throne. He prefers to be ca- call it. His yeah. Throne. Biggie. I think he's just been on the throne actually. No, I had to sort something out for my wife. Sorry, what was that? So we're just talking about the soundtrack and the fact that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse didn't get nominated for Best Soundtrack, Original Score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? It's fuming. It helps the film just like the first one did. The the, the tracks. In fact, why isn't even that? I know it's an animated movie, but why that's not even considered as Best Movie? Because it's it's that good. I'm I'm also getting annoyed by the Oscars doing that, treating animation like it's secondary. Like you, the boy you, in the you, heron could be in there as well. Well, I'm saying that, that you, you could you could very much argue boy in the heron could be in the best in the best picture category because it is that good. And uh, it's it's just the categories are that outdated. And I know they've tried to do some inclusion and diversity etc. over the years, but they're still not there yet. They still haven't got it right. There's still too much fact. They never they never do. We all it's all subjective. They never get it right. The, the, what they have actually nominated is right. It's yeah. just what they've left out, but also apart from uh, Indiana Jones soundtrack, an elemental. <laughs> but in terms of picture, actor, actress, and supporting actress, from what I've seen, they've mostly got it right. It's just that they they're restricting themselves. So you're always yeah. going to have this conversation, aren't you? Yeah, but I mean, Maestro it... doesn't serve to be there. Oh, fucking hell. But that's just Oscar. Bit. That's just Oscar bit. That oh, film, it's though, the it? most Oscar bit film I've seen in fucking ages. <laughs> Performances are great, but the film is just dull as fuck. Well, <laughs> at least in March we have the biggies to look forward to, and that and that all awards will be rated. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. So for now, next. 
I got my right soapbox. Uh, going on a complete different tangent. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers is the front runner to require Superman, the Christopher Reeve story, and they're looking at about fifteen million dollars. Documentary follows how Christopher Reeve found strength and purpose through activism after he was paralysed in an equestrian accident. That'll be an interesting watch. He was a good. He was a good man. Yes. The best thought if Warner Brothers would, because they've got rights to it's their film, in it. No, 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 is it Warner Brothers? No, Ooh, I think it's uh... MGM. No, they are they're, they're right Unif- to it now, though, don't they? Yeah, they have Universal? the right to it now. Uh, not sure. It's one of them. Someone like Plants is screaming at the. Oh, yeah, <laughs> now. He knows. He it's knows. Not, it's a wheel R- Richard, Whoever Richard do- Donner was in coats with. <laughs> if oh. they're going to do a, a documentary about that Superman, it's you know they'll they want to kind of. Well, I don't. No, I don't think it's about that film. It's it's talking about it's about no Chris about his life after. Obviously, no, it's yeah, it's Warner Brothers, the original one. Oh, oh is it? Fair enough. Yeah. Sound, sound. You were right, mate. So, pro yeah, just, podcasting. Yeah, it just it just bro. makes sense. No, I already knew it. It made me doubt it. That's the <laughs> well, uh, well, I, t- I tell you what, you can you can doubt this these next two then stick because these will these will both annoy you. Next, you said next two. Biggie, come on. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. And then you just jumped in, bitch. Uh, Netflix <laughs> will you, be bitch. axing the like your bedtime, the cheapest basic <laughs> ad free plan that costs eleven ninety nine. They've also hinted at additional price increases for subscribers. And then they put in their usual spiel, as we invest in and improve Netflix, we'll occasionally ask our members to pay a little extra to reflect those improvements. But they don't improve the content that they're providing for that cost. (laughs) A lot of bollocks. And that content involves scrapping the mothership, a sci-fi thriller that Halle Berry, which had completed filming, but the studio now plans to never release the film. Yay. Do not like this. Probably. Do not like this precedent of... Scrapping films, especially tax ones that are are complete for tax write-offs. Yeah, Fucking it's, Warner it's, Brothers it's getting setting shitty. the trend for that. We need to start tax writing off some podcasts. I, w- I wonder if it's ever going to reach a point where <laughs> you, you get you get these films like say for you know Halle Berry is a big name for a film. I know she's yeah, not done much she's a draw. recently. She's a, she a draw, though, isn't she? But I wonder if it's, it's if it's going to get to the point where if a studio kills a film off like this and some of the stars um salary is tied is tied to performance you know a little bit like when um black widow got put on disney plus and scarlett johansson sued disney because her her compensation was based on ticket sales because it was during covid wasn't it so she didn't yeah get anything so she sued them for lost earnings i wonder if that'll ever happen with something like this well, it's a shame Rebel Moon wasn't scrapped. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's dance. the problem. They, re- they, they release so much shit. Uh, like, I mean, I'm, I'm no idea if this Halle Berry film would be any good. My gut instinct says probably not. No, but <laughs> I think from what I heard, it sounded <laughs> about like a six or a seven out of ten kind of film. It's still not the right thing to do. There's a lot of people that work no. on those films that have spent time working on those films, so then just write it off. Yeah. If you're going to scrap it, scrap it in pre-production, not when it's in post-production. Also, if it's never released, then that credit doesn't go on to your IMDb if you work in the industry. Nope. So you, uh, your CV in general as well, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Basically, you have a gap in your CV yeah. then. Uh, I know you're put, doing. I, know I did you, an unknown project. Yeah, I know you've put this in sports, <laughs> Biggie, but what's the real reason Netflix have having to put their prices up? <laughs> yeah, go on. Jumping ahead. Yeah, go on. Skip yeah. ahead next. WWE. Have you heard of them? has officially announced that WWE Raw is coming to Netflix starting in January 2020. That's why it's more expensive. 
Because <laughs> that's a big money maker. Because it's costing them five billion. <laughs> 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 five oh, billion if, dollars that they don't have. Oh, if only if only Vince was around to to enjoy that money. Oh fuck that guy! We're not getting into that. We are not no, touching not. that on this podcast. No, no chance. Poor dead. Um, this is great though, really. Uh, for um, better access to it, because it because it, it's is it though? Well, yes. well no, because yeah. it, it was all on WWE Pass or something. So or... it's on to be so a lot of the old stuffs on WWE Network, but it's just the fact that it's there on Netflix, which a lot of people have, and they can probably kind of reduce three hours down a little bit because they're not they won't have to do as much advertising like there won't be you know the commercial breaks and all that shit yeah they'll be probably able to streamline it a bit better but the, the best thing about it is all of the premium live events outside of the US are all covered under it as well oh so you don't do you have to do pay-per-views yep do you reckon Stig that um, they're gonna like reset some storylines for someone like me that's absolutely highly likely to jump in from from day one, do you think they're going to reset it for people to get into? No, but in a way, Rumble season is the perfect time to jump in anyway, because that's when they kick off all the big stories. the new storylines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Apart that, from that, this that year, works. obviously, last yeah, last night's Rumble is a continuation of last year. So, because I, I I really fancy getting into it, so I've got something at least to talk to you about and other people about. But I just don't want to be like, who's this? Why are they fighting? Who's he shagging? Who's she shagging? I mean, you know what I mean. A month of watching the product. You we'll get have, it, we'll yeah. Get, you get, you'd be in it anyway, yeah. Oh, that's fine then. I'll, I'm, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to, I'm going to do a weekly WWE report on this podcast. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, <laughs> do it. it. Do it. I used to like Raw. Raw, 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 my favourite anyway. Back in the SmackDown Raw days, yeah. so I'm here. Oh for no, it. it got lost in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next. Uh, David Vaughan says Kickass Three is coming, and the script is halfway complete. Is a very very meta universe. It's just a whole new way of doing kick-ass, which couldn't be more kick-ass. I feel like he's trying too hard at this point. Kick a little bit. Ass. Has kick-ass kind of had its moment and gone? Was it? it I thought so. It, it was had its moment and gone before. It and fresh. Yeah, and it, did, first it, it did not was, require a sequel. Yeah, and the sequel was really poor. If if he if he if he could capture some of the magic that the boys has, then maybe it would work. But. Yeah, but that wasn't what it was aiming for, really, because it was no, it wasn't particularly bloody. I know, I know, there was some strong language. It was true to its source material. It was true, true to its source material, and it was fresh. The first one, the second one was, it derived a little bit from the actual uh, comics, and it made it a bit like, huh, why you made that decision? Oh, I get it. I get why because you want these characters to survive. (laughs) I like the first one. Is like uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is. He's not in like now he's built like fucking brick shit house, isn't he? But then he was yeah, like a little weird. How's it gonna it how's it gonna fit into that that scuba diving suit? You've now? got Nicolas Cage <laughs> playing basically playing Batman. And a young Chloe uh, Grace Moretz, a like eight year old running around calling people cunts and battering the shit out of them, and that was great. Yeah, but, the, <laughs> but then she wasn't eight year old in the sequel, she what? was a, a a woman. So it just didn't it didn't work. Yeah, I don't know if she was meant to be like twelve, maybe or something like that, but like, it was just great. Yeah, but you know she, what I mean? this she little was, girl, like kicking the yeah. crap out of these men and like just being really great and then yeah as soon as she turns into a woman it's kind of like that's it, yeah. lo- it loses the fun yeah and the allure yeah. of like that character so uh... yeah I, I don't think this will work in the same way that the sequel didn't work the sequel they didn't strike when the iron was hot enough yeah. um 
if they no, want to do a sequel. In, in, could... a, in a world like you say, Gadget, where we've got the boys, who cares? Yeah, exactly. And we've got we, we've got Invincible, who the, fucking what cares? What was the um, gap between them both? Uh, it's got to be 10 years, hasn't it? Maybe five years. Maybe so Kick-Ass was 2010 and Kick-Ass 2 was... 2013, so it's only three years. That's not bad. It don't feel like it. That no, feels I, like yeah. longer. I thought it was longer. I thought it was like a Sin City to Sin City two kind of gap. <laughs> yeah, I, did. Yeah, I, did. I think. <laughs> I, I, wow. I, I think it was because you only kind of really notice it because I think puberty hit Chloe Grace Moretz really hard between she those two a woman, films. Didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she was no longer a girl. Because I think I, I think <laughs> she was like. 12 or 13 when they filmed the first one and then she would have been like 16, 17 for the second one. Something yeah. like that. Because there was, there was a whole subplot of her like fancying boys and that, weren't they, in the second one? Yeah. Yeah, and it didn't work. It was too creepy. It didn't work. <laughs> and she even kissed Kick-Ass. She, kicks, she kissed him. Nah. And it was like, oh no, he's quite old. Yeah, so <laughs> she's born in 97, so when she filmed that 12, she'd have been 12. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, next. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. Oh, oh, from superheroes to the Marvel Universe, uh, Daredevil Born Again apparently will now feature characters Kingpin, Bullseye, Karen Page, The Punisher, and Foggy Nelson. Into it. So this is basically Daredevil Season 4. That, that's all it yep. is. Yeah. Fine. Go They're for even it. saying that yeah. the, the, the stuff that happened in the in the Netflix thing's canon, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they but are. I, yeah, they said it's canon, so this is just yeah continuation of that. This is 4. Fine. Number 4. Brilliant. I'm into it. Big Marvelous. Into it. Yeah, uh, like Daredevil. <laughs> Marvellous, like your pun. Yeah, great pun. Uh, we're sticking in the world of uh, Marvel. Uh, Tom Hollander says he accidentally got Tom Holland's box office bonus for the Avengers movies. <laughs> this is funny. And um, they were in, uh, I think they were watching a film or a show, and somebody that Tom Hollander was with said, oh, I've just got my bonus come through for some project that person did. And he goes, oh, I'll go and check mine. And uh, the breaker after the show, he checked his email or his account and noticed that he'd got an astonishing amount of money. Not the whole box office bonus, the first one. And it was more money than I'd ever seen. And apparently it was seven figures. Yeah, Tom Holland doesn't and I need would to have work kept, again, does he? I would have no. kept that in my bank. You've gifted it to me, Mr. Hollander. I'm keeping it. <laughs> could <laughs> he have the kept, rate of interest would have fed they, you for a year. Could he have kept he could that have kept they paid it. it to him by yeah. mistake? Could he have actually sure. legally just said, well, you've sent it to my bank account, so... Yeah, sure. Now, the, 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 I'm sure there would have been a, yeah, but I'd have said I'll give you a little bit of it back. That's <laughs> I, I had a fucking fart. I mean, too many me. Tom Hollands. The director of Fright Nights called Tom Holland as well, isn't he? Oh god, yeah. change your name. <laughs> Grow up. Uh, next, uh, I think Stiggy and I need a a minute's moment of silence, please. Hang on, I'll, I'll get the sad music out. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high. I'm not going to rest. It's a good song like that. Yeah, man. <sighs> just, everyone's reeling from uh, the weird announcement that came out. Uh, Klopp is leaving Liverpool. Just really Do random. Do it to me, Jürgen. He's going to Leeds, isn't he? <laughs> so, for, so for the non-football amongst us, i.e. me, is there a reason that he's given for leaving Liverpool? No, he's been in the game for quite a few years, been quite successful. You don't want to do it anymore. A place like Liverpool is obviously comes with its pressures, and he's worked really hard. He's been very successful at the club. How many titles and did you I'm win with him? I'm going to say, I honestly thought last season, at the beginning of the season, I think it was the first or second game, I was watching him touch the line, and he kind of looked just a bit jaded and tired. And it I just is. think that 
Uh, yeah, exactly that. I think he's just come to a point. He was supposed to leave before, uh, but he extended his contract. But I think yeah. he is generally just quite tired of it. I all. think a lot of people expect, especially well-loved managers, to be like uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, where he just doesn't leave for so, so long and he becomes yeah. such an ingrained member. And the whole, every Liverpool fan loves Klopp because he's a nice bloke. Do you know what I mean? He's he not an horrible Very well-liked in the game. He, he even speaks Scouse when he wants to. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's learnt to live amongst that community. and Yeah, I'm not even a Liverpool fan in any aspect, but that's that's a shock. Not not a shock that like he's leaving, but it's just a, it's just a, it's a blow to them. I, do you know what I mean? It's, Especially it's, at this point in the season as well. Yeah, tell them now. Why didn't you tell us later on? For tell us when we were 10 points clear of City and we we're going to win the title. <laughs> yeah. And then we could have been like, yeah, okay, we, at least we know that we're going to go out on a high. But now it's just like, oh, but if he doesn't go out on a high... We're if still beat, in four competitions, but it's, it's just kind of... If they beat us by one point again, it's oh. You'd love some stuff I've seen on uh, on X family on us Twitter about this, saying, I'm not going to spot Liverpool after this year. I we're only there for Klopp. <laughs> oh, so you're the problem. So you're the problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? You've just outed yourself as one of those. Last year, when we, <laughs> yeah. last year we, we were crap. And everyone was like, oh, Jürgen's going to get Leaving sacked. Him. Jürgen's going to get sacked. Because like, we, 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 we really underperformed for Liverpool standard last year. And I was like, I would sack every each and one of those players before I sacked Klopp. Before him. Because yeah. I knew, because yeah. I know that he has the ability to turn it around, and which he's proven this season he does. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's a, he, he is, not just was, is a great manager, and it's a sad loss for that club. Um, yeah. as, as a Leeds fan, I, we've lost very many good managers and lost even worse ones. Many, many, many more worse ones. So I know the feeling. Yeah. Uh, sure. Just, just wait. It'll we'll be get, great you, if we have they'll, they'll find a way season. to get Brian Clough back, even though. And I will kill you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I still, re- I still remember when uh, Mike Ashley fu- uh, fucked Newcastle over and got rid of our. No, it wasn't Mike Ashley. It was yeah. Freddie Shepard got rid of Sir Bobby Robson. No, he did do that there, there as well. Don't yeah. he? he did fuck your club. Up. You, you all got fucked. <laughs> but Sir, Sir Bobby Robson, the nicest man in football. I didn't even like football, and I loved Bobby Robson. And, um, <laughs> Freddie Shepard got rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens to a lot of clubs, but maybe not as high profile as Liverpool were, and a, a more a, a loved figure in the sport. That's the thing. Even people, even Everton fans, have got to admit that Klopp's a genius. Cool. And they won't, they won't the, admit the, it. <laughs> they won't admit it, but they but they know it. My only knowledge of Jurgen Klopp is that there was a clip going around. He's got. I can't remember what the precise context was. He was doing like the post uh, post game presser kind of thing. And I think one of Liverpool's players had been like seen out at a nightclub a couple of nights earlier, being drunk or something like that. And like, he, like he just he gets asked a question about it, he just kind of leans forward and he says he says something like, "Why would you ask me such a stupid question? He's twenty two. He's allowed to enjoy his life." <laughs> you should see honestly after the there's a clip of when we're celebrating. I think it's a Champions League win, and he's mm. literally forcing beer into the players' hands. Even yeah. though we've still got, um, oh, was it the Premier League? It's one of them. No, the, that was the Champions League, and then again with the Premier League, the Premier League win. You can see him again. He's making. He's like. He's like. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Even though we've got a game later. Yeah. In, later on, yeah. after we won the Premier League, we've got more games. to He play. understands that morale's he important. Was like, Just it, enjoy some, it. Some bosses and then, done. And then we lost five 0 in the next game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you live in one less drink. <laughs> it was against Man City. We just beat them to the title, so it's like. 
Fair Drink enough. water between rounds. Yeah. He's also a very stylish brute as well. Do you like his glasses? He looks great. Oh, he's he looks got great. rid of the glasses just... now. Yeah, you don't like it. I'm just no. fucking no way of connecting with this man. Come on. Anyway, next. <laughs> beautiful soul, beautiful Well, one. finally over to the weird world web, or should I say the weird worm web. As, uh, there's a new popcorn bucket that's coming out, uh, made to promote the up-and-coming Dune sequel. And apparently this thing is legit. If you've seen the pictures, it's raising a lot of eyebrows for very obvious reasons. You Have you posted the picture anywhere? Because you can fuck it. Of the... Never look. <laughs> Where is it? New section. In the news channel. It's, look. <laughs> it, it, look. it does. It, so it's, it's basically, it's a pop, popcorn bucket. And, <laughs> and then it's a, it has like a plastic, plastic insert of like the mouth of the sandworm on the top. But it looks like an anus. <laughs> They it's really, a fleshlight you never knew you needed. They really uh, took that popcorn trick to, to heart with this one, didn't they? <laughs> yes, I've they seen did. her before in, in middle of Leeds Fest on day three. <laughs> <laughs> Look yeah, at you! I, 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 I'm I getting hope, two. I hope it's just a prototype and they think better of it. <laughs> I hope it's not. I hope it comes out and I'm definitely sticking my hand into that. Yeah. <laughs> it, Amazing, it's, it? it's weirding me out that there is this now trend when a when a big film comes out with these like novelty buckets. They're really big in America. Show. Like in America, with it, when the D and D film came out, you could get like a D twenty shaped popcorn bucket. That's America great. Love buckets. Yes, I know right, that's yeah. great, but like, um, fleshlight. But who signed Same. this off? <laughs> <laughs> fleshlight popcorn. America oh. loves buckets. It's well known. I'm just trying to think of other ones you could do. What other ones could you do? Um, basic Instinct should have done one. <laughs> I tell, uh, the, 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 the Mr. Trick with the, with, uh, the Mario movie, because you could have had a, um, a question book. No, a question book. Yeah, a question book. They did. I think yeah. they did do that. Did they? I think they did do that. No, they did it at McDonald's. Sorry, with Happy Meals. Oh, right. You could do an egg for um, Alien. You know, like it's splitting up. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, could have, you could have like you green colored nachos, um So nachos with sales and stuff in the, the box for uh, seven. You could have a bathtub for salt burn. <laughs> An extra layer of salt at the bottom. <laughs> oh, grow up! You've had it in your mouth before, Stig. Come on. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! Right, okay, marvelous. We're going to kill that one with a cow gun. Excellent. Time to find out what these reprobates have been doing. Eeny, uh, meeny, miny, mo, biggie. No, actually, <laughs> no. I, I, actually, no, Biggie. We'll, we'll put you later because you have just been talking for like forty minutes. Oodles. Hmm. You're right. You're having only, a lazy day, only... so, you, so you can kick us off. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've only been doing one major thing this week, but it's a thing that I'm really, I'm re- I really loved and I'm passionate about it. And it's a show Again. that started. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm always passionate about that. It started on Apple TV. It's Masters of the Air, which is the. Um, third... oh, I've heard about this. The third uh, um, historical drama from um, executive produced by Steven Spielberg, like, um, is it The Pacific and Band of Brothers? Those war-type um, already yeah, films. In. Already in. Already in. So I watched the episodes that are currently available. It stars um, Elvis Presley. What's his name? Elvis. I had... My brain just only went to Anson Mount. It's like it's it's the hair, but no, it's not yeah. him. Handsome <laughs> man. 
Um, yeah, he is devilishly handsome, but he still talks like Elvis, and I don't get why. Anyway, <laughs> maybe he's, maybe he's stuck in it. Uh, maybe maybe he's trapped in Elvis, but it also stars Callum Turner, Anthony Boyle, Barry Keoghan, who's just having a he's having a fucking good time in here this year. That lad. Yeah, he's had a good year. He's had a good year, and it's just as you know, um, if you've seen Band of Brothers and you've seen all these other beautifully just well realised, and yes, it is a bit jingoistic. But with a bit of heart to it, uh, it's about the um, one of the 800th Air, Airborne divisions from the US Army. Do you know, they they didn't have an air force then. It was the Army Air Force, wasn't it back then? Back in the World War Two days. Yeah. And it's about a group, a, 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 a group, a troop, or a corps of men, uh, young men that have finally, finally going to see some action in the air. Uh, the, the the stationed in Britain from America. They're all Americans, um, and luckily for them, they are charged with running the um, the Sky Fortress, the B fifty twos, that one of the most famous planes of all time, um, one of the most fantastically built, almost mech like devices in human history. That thing is four powered diesel engine plane that only goes about hundred and ten miles per hour. But somehow can fly, <laughs> <laughs> and they are basically so far. And this is what I do love about this: it's only a small cast. You don't have to memorize loads of people. It's just sticking with these small casts. Austin Butler definitely taking charge in this. No, that, that that was one of the benefits to a band of brothers. It was just that team. You you knew the brothers, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. And that's what this is doing, and it's just slick as fuck. It's so good, and and it's tense. Like I'll bite him and nails watching it. Um, even something like they've had a successful run or an unsuccessful run, but the danger's over because of the nature of the B fifty twos. Landing is still a perilous thing. <laughs> that that is like a fifty ton plane that would be considered a cargo plane nowadays. It's huge. It's got like what is it big? It's like eight men inside it. Something like that. <laughs> uh, yes. Come on, you were there. You remember. Hey, there it is. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think it's eight, eight or so men in these this fucking sky fortress. But the problem is, and this is what the Nazis know as well. They're very big. What 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 what's 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 bad about being very big? You're an easy target. You're a very easy target for ground artillery, and that's the current conundrum. I think there's only two episodes out at the moment, but. They're both a full hour long, so it feels like I've watched nearly two films already. And it's just... I assume that they're probably going to follow the same kind of thing they do with Banner Brothers, where they've picked out specific points out of in their what lives. they want to cover, like Banner yeah. Brothers did in World War Two. It was the similar thing. They were just kind of like, let's cover this, mm. this, and this. And I think they chose the best points to tell the story of yeah. what they wanted to cover. Yeah, but I mean, the, the refreshing thing on this one, especially for us being British, is that it is set in Britain and, and the skirmishes are over the um, the North Sea and trying to get through Holland and trying to blow up supply lines of, of, of um, the U-boats and stuff like that. It's quite interesting, but again, it just shows the dangers of being in a flying fortress when you've got yeah. so much ground artillery covering Netherlands and stuff like that. Because there was like an artillery shell for every person that bloody lived in that country at that point. You know what mm. I mean? It's the early on, only when America's first started. And it's just, I don't know, it's just a really beautifully 
made show so far and it's it's gut wrenching because it's about loss it's about boys not really knowing the horrors of what they're, oh it's getting so excited to get up there because it's drilled into them isn't it yes and then when they come back their faces are a different story and and that, that's even without major losses to see see a few people die and they're just like I didn't sign up for this that's why yes. we're in the air that's why we're in, we are in the air so we don't we're not on the ground but is it, no 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 is it as harrowing as the Pacific got because that one got a bit rough. Not yet, because the Pacific was such a bigger theatre for death, wasn't yeah. it, in, in history? It was, yeah. So, uh, not yet, but I, I'm obviously the, the, they are based in like North uh, Norfolk and uh, East Anglia and stuff like that, so that did get bombarded quite destructively by uh, the Luftwaffe, so we might see that later on where they're all just nice, celebrating a good skirmish over there, got rid of loads of artillery, got some... And then the Luftwaffe just come back with vengeance and just blew up half the chuffing East Coast. Yeah. So who knows? But again, two two episodes in, and I just think this is this is not gonna shit the bed so far. This is my favorite. I've seen Austin Butler. I mean, I did like him as Elvis, but I I I I, I can I do see him as a proper good leading man. He's he's a bit. It's a bit James Dean. Do you know what I mean? He's a bit yeah, yeah hands, a bit. Hands, handsome rogue. And he's he's just nice to watch. And, and Barry Keown in this is especially after I've seen him licking fuck out of that bathtub. It's it's, it's nice to see him in. The, <laughs> he's he's putting on American accent, and I know he's put on American accents before, but he's really believable in this. And he's an Irish American, and he makes a lot of statements on that fact. And it's just yeah, it's just it's a great it's a difference because you don't see the Air Force as much because it's so expensive. And by the way, this looks very expensive, <laughs> like stupid expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, the previous yeah, the I, previous two shows were very expensive as well. Yeah, I recommend Masters of the Air. It's it's real. It's worth having a Apple subscription for. Um, yeah, you'll have to watch it weekly. But I just again, you've got to go in with quite a thick skin because it can be quite traumatizing. Do you know what I mean? You got to remember this is history. Yeah. So yeah, it's been my week. Depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, uh, I'm I'm going to go next. Um, so I had wanted to talk about um, Yakuza, uh, not Yakuza, like a dragon, infinite wealth. Um, but I've only managed to get an hour into it so far, so I don't really feel so like you I can talk about first it. Cut scene. Pretty much first cut scene. What yeah. I can, what I can say about it is I'm playing it on the Steam Deck and it looks fucking amazing on the Steam Deck. It's a great looking game, anyway, isn't it? Uh, no, yeah, but it's just it, it the dragon. Nice engines. to see it, isn't it? Dragon Engine is just witchcraft. And it's just nice to be back with uh, Ichiban. He's a lovely lad. I like him better than um, other, Kiryu. other chat mate. Kiryu. Yeah, I like him because he's, he's definitely got ADHD. He really... Good representation. <laughs> I mean, in, in one of the opening cutscenes of the game, he ends up in, in the river in Yokohama. Yeah. Willing, he's just, he's a good representation of, of, of other people that are very annoying to be around. Yeah, he's a lovely lad. Uh, so... The two things I'm bringing, first one, so I mentioned this on the Patreon pod that I was um, interested in seeing this. Uh, it's just come on Amazon. It's a cartoon called Has Been Hotel. Uh, yeah. And I watched the first two episodes of it. And it's shite. Okay. <gasps> Dude, are you so, upset? I'm a little bit. So, well, for a specific reason. So Has Been Hotel, it's, um, it, it was something that A24 have brought out with Amazon. 
it w- it was a viral pilot show that um was like self-funded by um someone called Vivian Medrano. Um and it became very popular. It's like the, the original pilot has like 94 million views on YouTube. It's ridiculous. Wow. Uh, and it got commissioned to a full series. And the general run of it is uh the series revolves around Charlie Morningstar, the princess of hell, on her quest to find a way for demons to be rehabilitated and allowed into heaven into heaven. She opens a rehabilitation hotel called the Husband Hotel, which offers demons a chance at redemption. Um, and it's very much adult animation, lots of swear words. Even the C-bomb gets dropped a few times, which is weird for an American show. Um, they don't like that word, do they? They don't. Um, but no. the big rub with it is all the voice actors are Broadway people. Oh. So there are songs in it. It's a, it's a musical show. And you know what? The mm. songs are fucking incredible. They are the best bit of it, and the rest of it just doesn't link. It's not oh. funny. It's trying too hard to be edgy. And I don't know if this is just something that's because I'm not... Maybe it's a Gen Z thing that I'm just not getting, but the jokes do not... Are you trying not... to tell me you're too old for this? <laughs> I might be, but I'm telling you the jokes don't land. The comic timing is off. Yeah, uh, The animation yeah. is fine. The music is so fucking good. Like, I'll, I will happily just listen to the fucking cast soundtrack of this show. Maybe when it's all finished, or if it's, if it's all done now, maybe they'll just do a big supercut of the songs. Yeah, that's that. what I'm hoping for. I mean, Keith David is even wasted in this. Motherfucker Keith David. They've got him doing a voice, not his voice. Huh? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was a big disappointment, so I won't be watching the rest of that. But um, the, the one thing I want to talk about, the main thing, Oodles, I want to talk about something that's really fucking nerdy, and you're going to fucking love it. So I'm listening to an audio book at the minute called Empires of Eve, A History of the Great Wars of Eve Online. Oh, this game fascinates me. Yes. The ecosystem. The ecosystem game. Yeah, so Eve Online, if you don't know what it is, it's a massive it's a massive multiplayer online game, came out in two thousand three. Um a little bit like World of Warcraft, but in but this is a sci-fi one. But Space Unlike World of Warcraft. There is only a single server. All players are playing in the same space. Yep. Whereas most MMOs portion you off so you don't have too many players in one place. This one you have a whole fucking galaxy to deal with. So there's plenty of space. You're not going to run into that many people without trying. <laughs> um, and it's a it's a game that fascinates both me and Oodles because it's it's something where people will lose their lives to it. So people live there? Yeah, like... You join corporations. You have jobs, you, which can make real real world money. Uh, sort of. That's against terms of services. But like, <laughs> but like people people will prioritize their job in Eve over their job in real life. Yes, that's 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 what I've seen on some YouTube videos. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so I'm listening to this audiobook, uh, Empires of Eve by Andrew Groen, or Groen. I can't remember how you pronounce his name. Groen. Um. What he's done is done a historical book of Eve online and it's written around the battles. It's written like a real, like, like a like a history textbook. Like a tome but for, for, <laughs> on, on battles that have been made with real people. Is that what yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it's like I, know, re- I, know, I know some people that play Eve are like legit celebrities in that community at this point. People yeah. are like, oh my God, it's him, like legends of Eve. But like it's it's talk it's talking about like not only just like how the game got set up, but how all these different um 
conglomerations get put together the people who are waging psychological warfare before they actually um start a war the the propaganda the amount of propaganda on the 2003 eve online forums and irc <laughs> chats it's incredible that there, there there is this weird like the community has this undercurrent thing because the thing with the game is there are no kind of quests there is no kind of plot line to the game it's just a sandbox you get a ship you go in you can mine you can be uh, you can uh, go to war you it all depends on what uh, corporation you join and what alliance you're part of it's fascinating to listen to but the way like you said the way he's laid it out it's as if i'm reading a fucking book on napoleon yeah what's actually happened in history yeah it's like like what, what's happened in napoleon's campaign but the <laughs> But the fuck called Starfucker sixty nine. Yeah, the names of yeah. people are like gamer tags. <laughs> like there's there's what there's one point where one Minch of the alliances, one of the alliances changes their name. So the developer of Eve Online is Crowd Control Platforms, so CCP games. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one one of the uh, corporations rebrands itself to CCCP. Uh, uh, on which they claim stands for cookies, cream, something else, and pie. <laughs> oh, nice. can, can, candy, cookies, cream, and pie. Um, and they, and they said that was well, you know, when we when we roll into oh, your space, names. that we're we're taking all of that from you, taking your cookies, <laughs> plunder us. <laughs> yeah, it's fa- it's a fascinating listen. I will never play Eve Online. It's not a game that I can wrap my we head around man. actually playing. We can. But I love reading about it, and I love hearing about it. So and it's talking cool. about the battles and like, like you know, the effort that people put into to set up for battles. So like the Titan class ships, which are supposed to be like the biggest ships in the game, like they can yeah. change the tide of a war. It takes yeah. them months to make them, and they have to like make. It takes all the them components. months to actually get to the war zone, though. That's the thing, the battlefield. Some of the war, no, some of the wars have lasted years. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's the proper skirmishes. Uh, did you ever see um, Gav Murphy, uh, formerly of IGN, his documentary on it? Because he's like, because he's fascinated, but knows he'll never ever load no, that I, game. No, up. I didn't. I didn't know Gav did a documentary on it. Yeah, he's on YouTube. He went to um, he went to its country of origin. Is it Iceland? Or Iceland, yeah, it's an Icelandic. Game. Yeah, he went there and he was. He, he, he spoke to anyone in the street, and they have heard it. And they, every single person, even old people, knew what it was and has played it. Oh yeah, it, it, it's like part <laughs> of Iceland's economy. It's mental. Yeah, it's. And it's one of those things where people in Iceland and and other other parts of there's dedicated TV channels that have fill you in on what's happened that day. Yeah, do you know what it, I mean? It's a game that's been bigger than any of us can realize. That's been happening behind us backs. Do you know what I mean? We just you just don't understand. Yeah, the level the, the reach. What's this book called? Because I'm definitely going to listen to it. It's called Empires of Eve. Empires of Eve. I'm bang into this. You are correct. Yeah, it's a, it's absolutely worth worth your monthly credit on Audible. Um, yeah. So it's so nerdy that I'm listening to this, but it's it's like I've I've listened to all of the podcasts this week. So like when I've been walking the dog, so I've got nothing to listen all to. All of the podcasts, all of them. Which is the thing is though that <laughs> again, just before before you end it on Eve, uh, end the Eve chat. Like this is also a community that's that absolutely abolishes toxicity. To its nth degree, it's got people that like run peacekeeping missions and stuff. It's it's at the extremes because there are some people that are wildly toxic. 
Yes, and, then, and, and they then, know they're like terrorists in that world. They are they because they because yeah. they role play as terrorists or pirates or mm-hmm. what have you. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Fucking mad! Like it's it, yeah, it's mad. It's not just the actual kind of space mining or space battling. Some people role play their characters and like proper larp yeah. it. So become shops. Yeah, it's it's insane, and I absolutely love listening to this book. Like I say, I'll never play the game, but I, I will absorb as much information about it as I can. Anytime I see a YouTube documentary on Eve, I'm on it. Have you seen Down the Rabbit Hole's one? Yes. The five-hour one? Yes. <laughs> so good. It's insane. Right. Love it. Okay, uh, Stig, let's move on to you then. I have, I've done loads. Um, oh, fantastic. But He always does. Well, because uh, if you're a patron and you heard last week we were talking, one of the questions was about what is our kind of media goals for this year, and Gadget kind of discussed wanted to try and set up his a YouTube channel and one of mine was to try and get through my my watch list and yeah. in doing that I'm also documenting it on it on TikTok as well so I've watched three more films from my watch list this week I'm not going to go into them if you want to hear about them you can follow me on Stig's film takes on love TikTok. that Stig pass them oh, on nice get on plug. Stig that's beautiful that's how you do it that's how you do it guys so, he knows Donnie Brasco the founder of Moneyball they're the three I've watched this week three very oh, good films man fantastic films that I loved them immediately after I'd watched them. Uh, the other thing that I did this week was I went to, last night went to see The Best of Hans Zimmer and um, John Williams in Ripon Cathedral. So Ooh. orchestra oh. playing the music of Hans Zimmer and uh, John Williams. It was great. Like, a, amazing setting for Ripon as well. It's not too far yeah. away. Yeah, well, that's kind of where we went. <laughs> lazy lazy fan yeah um yeah but it's just if you they're kind of touring all over the country so if you really like that kind of, that, was, that music it's an hour and 20 minutes hour and 25 minutes of just non-stop bangers was it addressed was it addressed event where you're on in suits no no you're just casual well like i would have been yeah um and <laughs> yeah it was by the um london film music orchestra uh, a lot of young kid, uh, young kids. Should say kids. Sorry, fucking hell, that's that's me getting old. old. Yeah, a lot of young uh, people within the orchestra. So yeah, I think it might be coming out from a music school or something. But um, yeah, it was really really good. And they did because awesome. because obviously some of the pieces are like long. Like they kind of they didn't do the full barbarian hard, but they kind of did a mix of it. So they yeah they kind of chop and change, but got like the big bits in there and stuff and. Uh, it's yeah, it's touring around the country. Um, well worth checking out if you're really into your film scores. How much did it cost? Uh, it's about twenty five quid a ticket. I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah it's not bad that. But yeah, I took my parents right for it was their Christmas present. Yeah, really enjoyed That's that. Nice. Uh, but there's only one main thing I've been doing this week. Here we go. <laughs> I've been. I have. Uh, Entered the King of Iron Fist tournament. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I know this one coming. Tekken 8 is out. Are you representing the Zaibatsu Corporation? Uh, I am indeed. No, I actually am I'm representing the Idrisil Rebel Army. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Come on, get me your law gadget. Jesus. I haven't played Tekken <laughs> since Tekken 2. <laughs> It's a great game. 
Okay. It doesn't matter. You get Tekken Eight, and there's a back, there's a thick a replay thing that tells you all about the story from each Tekken. <laughs> Literally, there's a you could love that. There's a there's a catch up with this story mode, and it has a, a recap of each Tekken that you can catch up on and, and what's happened with it. But I this is that. almost like the, they've gone back to the drawing board with this after Tekken Seven. So Tekken Seven came out in 2015, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, sounds about right. 2015, 2016. Um, it's been a good 17, while. it came around, yeah, depending on which one you want to put it on. Ah, 17 on mm. consoles, 15 on arcades. So, yeah, it's been a while, and um, this new one is developed in Unreal Engine, and it looks incredible. It, <laughs> it, it's one of the best next-gen, con- this-gen console games I've seen. Like, this is the real kind of step up. If you look at... I played a lot of the demo, and it looks insane. If you look at side, like, I didn't think Tekken Seven in my mind was that bad. Looks bad. No. <laughs> look at side by side pictures of Tekken Eight and Tekken it's Seven. It's unreal. <laughs> my God, Tekken Seven looks like absolute dog shit. Like, <laughs> they've got ray tracing. They've got ray tracing on their own sweat. Yeah, it. This game is one of the best looking games I have ever played, and they've just thrown everything into it. The fighting is incredible. It's so much fun to play. They've put a few new kind of uh, features in there. So you have a um, special style, which is, you can, if you click onto that, you can, it's almost like a one-button combo style. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. makes it, like, if you're in a situation where you're, you're trying to do a few combos and you're like, this ain't working out, you stick on special style and you just kind of press these buttons and it is almost like button bashing, but it's fucking badass. You become a master. Yeah, you just batter the shit out of them. I mean, you know, they do this, they can do the same back to you as well. But you just feel great playing it. It's it's a fighting game that makes you feel good while you play it, and it it does not. Frust- That's what you want from a fighting. It game. It doesn't frustrate you. Yeah. Like if you want to be, um, you know, a technical, the very best, and learn the combos and learn the moves, you can do that. But the game is offering you options where you don't have to do all that. Have they kept the same co- command list since the previous game? Oh yeah, all so the, I'll be all right. Like, I'll be I'll be all right. Kazuya's uh, moves are the same yeah. button moves they've always been so so i can still be part i can still be paul and one shot people with me uh with your big punch, power yeah, punch. Yeah. it's all yeah, exactly yeah, the same yeah. um it's, it, it sounds like they've done that i don't like, like his hair though jesus i do he's still it, sounds, it's, oh. it sounds like they've done that um what street fighter 6 did where they had the the yeah. modified mode, mode. Mm. yeah they've also but on street fighter 6 you, you couldn't play a, an online match with somebody that was on that mode if you weren't yeah you could I, I never I never ran into them. Yeah, no, I was I was I was I, I was getting my ass handed to me by people playing in classic mode. Oh, I was using special style online. I played a few games online. <laughs> you little cheat! <laughs> I, I, it's just part of the the game. And I was just yeah. doing the buttons. I, I do the combos that I know. Oh yeah, but I still got battered oh, yeah. by people, but I also battered other people, so it's fine. Uh, but you also have heat burst and heat smash, which is a new thing they've added, which is kind of like this charge, uh, like charged punches and stuff. And you got Rage, yeah, yeah. Rage Art, which is a special move. Like Street Fighter does. I've seen them. Gadget sent me them yeah. on TikTok. Like Street Fighter does, like um, Mortal Kombat does. <laughs> Tekken now has this like special ability. I've seen that one with Kuma with that fish. Yeah, yeah. That was great. At the, at, at the point where it's a panda throwing a rocket-powered salmon at somebody, I'm not really sure where to go from there. It's pure yeah. Tekken. It's pure Tekken. Yeah, it's never been a serious. It's never been a serious game. Don't worry about that. I just can't understand how a game that 
when it comes to the main storyline, it's a, so fucking serious, and it's about genocide Stark, and government it? control yeah. and armies yeah. fighting against each other. But part of the army and part of the rebel team Got has a bear wearing a waistcoat with a dragon <laughs> with a tiger on the back <laughs> that, that, that speaks to people. It growls, but it has subtitles. In bad. And they understand it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, 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 I've seen that in the in the intros, outros, where it's like I fucking love oh, I do. It's, 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 it's like so it's like because because Armor will, will, will be like giving it. I'm going to defeat you, and then you got the bag on <laughs> the subtitles saying yeah. I don't like you very much or something like that. And they're they're, they're all fluent in every single language on planet. Oh yeah, it's so, a it's so the main storyline. <laughs> Tomorrow you're against the main storyline. They've gone all out now. It's the story, the Dark Awakens. Um, <gasps> it's gone full cinematic storyline. So you get you get this you get all this cinematic. Um, Look how excited he is! <laughs> you got all this cin- cinematic stuff in between, and then it, and then it goes into the fights, like similar to Mortal Kombat, the way Mortal Kombat yeah. have done it. They've, yeah, they've yeah. basically taken that template and done it because Tekken Tekken Sevens was shit. The story mode in Tekken yeah. Seven was dog shit. It was newspaper articles, wasn't it? Yeah, you had to read it, big it was paragraphs. about a fucking That's journalist yeah, yeah, yeah. who got journalist caught, who a got, journalist going into war zones. You got caught up in the whole. Yeah, war and was <laughs> documenting it. I was like, "This is bullshit." You never saw that journalist. You were just reading his blogs. Yeah, you were hearing his <laughs> you were hearing his audio uh, podcasts yeah. and his blogs, and it was like, "This is sh- shite, so shit." But and then Akuma turns up to fight Ayachi <laughs> for no reason because because Yun, Yun told him to apparently at some point. <laughs> but yeah, we'll in it. this they've done a proper storyline. It's very short. I'm I'm probably about halfway through it, but by all accounts, it's five hours tops. They but, don't need to be long. No, these. it doesn't. But they also throw a thing in there halfway through the game, which mixes it up a little bit, which I really liked. I'm not going to spoil what it is, but it's very different. Um, so you've got story mode, you've got character episodes. So you can then what you can do is after you've done the main storyline, which obviously involves Kazuya and Jin, you can go and play each character, and it does a little story mode for them about what's going on with them during that time. So like like the old yeah. Tekkens, like you know how each you just went through the fights, yeah. didn't you? And, and you got cinematic. You got cinematic at the end about what happened. You kind of you get yeah, it's that like old school, isn't it? Yeah, the, the old yeah. school fighting game. You've got arcade. Remember when King got his orphanage? He built an orphanage. Yeah, and Chow Yu, she got her a theme park and all that. Yeah, <laughs> and Gon finally got his uh, his his little dinosaur world. Yeah. Gon's in this or not? No, I've got rid of him. Not no. He's, um, dead. you he's can dead. do this an arcade quest, which is kind of your um. You've got like mini avatars, and you run. You can run around the little avatar. World. That's what was in the actual arcade. You can mode challenge people. Like, so, so when you want to go online and stuff, you've got little avatar. Mine looks like Oodles. Like that's just a default. Great looking <laughs> guy. I'm never usually the default. Yeah. It's usually you. No, honestly, when it came up, I was like, he's got, he's got the blonde hair. Well, it's not you now, but when you did have the blonde hair and the shaved sides and stuff, I was like, that's it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I change my hair too often. That's the problem. Um, but yeah, you can run around that little area, and you've got little arcade challenges you can do, and you, you you've got a little avatar that you can design. I've not really touched on that yet, really. I've been focusing on the story. Have they I've, finally I've, seen sense with a mini game and gone for Tekken darts or something? No, like but that. Tekken ball is back. Tekken volleyball is back. Yes, yes. that's what we're talking. Yep. That's what we need. Um, oh, God. character. Cost- I, I love how feature rich. Tekken games are. This has got a lot, so much more than I think that the previous fact It's got They've ever character done. customizations now, so you can actually dress the characters up in different costumes and give them different hairstyles, Brilliant. different hair colors, and 
So I've got a few. I've posted a few in the Discord. I've got King dressed up in his beach gear. He's got a Hawaiian shirt on, linen trousers. Nice. He's got a little mobile phone like pouch on his side. He had that in uh, Tekken 2, didn't he? Yeah, so he had a beach gear. Kazuya, I've yeah. done all like he's all like leather jacket and leather trousers and grey hair. Who are you maining as at the moment? Well, when I play online, I usually play as Kazuya because I just know his moves. You know his moves, yeah. yeah. That's that's how you're supposed to main, yeah. So the bit, the big question that has gone unanswered during the, the, your review, Stig, how many people have you thrown off cliffs and or mountains and or volcanoes? None yet, but I'm hoping that <laughs> but it it's comes. coming. I'm hoping it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's definitely coming. But yeah, you got Super Ghost Battle, Arcade Battle, extra stuff. Um, online features are packed. You've got a few new characters in this. Uh, you've got uh, Azucena Castellio. Yeah, I've seen that one. She's very um that kind of she's very rich bit like Eddie Gordo, like bit like, like Samba yeah. moving and stuff. Her character yeah. I don't really like that much. She's just this weird, like kind of she's really into coffee. She sells coffee and she just bangs on about coffee. Yeah, all, all the, the all the intros about coffee, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I've seen that one. Obviously got a new Jack, Jack Eight, because every Tekken has to have a Jack. Uh, What's how, how jacked is it? He's fucking massive. When he when he gets introduced in the story <laughs> that in the story mission, it's like he's just got bigger and bigger. <laughs> eight foot five you fight jack. some jack sevens and then jack eight comes in it's just like okay <laughs> gun jack remember gun jack gun jack was a good lad you've got yeah. reina who i haven't discovered what her backstory is yet in the storyline but i'm kind of grasping and think i know where it's going and then victor mm. chevalier which is he's a um french spy he's fucking great i played oh. i've played a few games with as him is he like an interpol agent yeah, but he's 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 cool as fuck, and but he's he's moves. What's his fighting moves like? His move set's great, and he's he pulls out swords, and he kind of does like shifting movements. So he, so he, he like phases around the map. Yeah, he's fighting. It's really Ooh. really. Oh, he good. might be a, he might be a favourite at Evo this year. Though. Genuinely, I think people are going to really really like him. I like it when they do because there's so many characters on there that are just kick and punch, and they have kick and punch. They yeah. have various ways of kicking and punching, but then you have the mental characters like Yoshimitsu and stuff, and he's kind of in that bracket. Oh, you have like, you have Steve that just punches. Oh, he's boring as fuck. I know. <laughs> Who places Steve? Who mains is Steve? No. <laughs> I like Lei Wu Long back in the day, the Jackie. Yeah, Junker Master. Yeah. Is but, Law still in it? Yeah, Law's in it. Um, yeah. I was... I was what I- I always remember uh, it was uh, X and Circle to do the backflip kick, and my... Uh, um, yep, yep. Absolutely, I run up the body. Yeah, absolutely stunlocked my brother with it constantly. See, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I've always been a Horang and Paul guy. Used to be Horang, and then he did a bit of Eddie Gordo when he came in. Um, cheating, cheating character. Yeah, I know how to do all his moves and skip around. But like <laughs> on the floor, I used to assign my um, top four buttons to combos as well, so I could have. So I had my other ones, and I had like quick combo. But now because yeah, yeah, of these yeah. special options, three of the top Don't need to. buttons are already taken up. So you, oh yeah, it's uh, you've had to you had to change the way you play. A yeah, little bit. I have to change the way I play a little. But I'm fucking. This is the best Tekken since Tekken three. Not by not by. Wow, not. It, strong words. It plays. He's amazing. got a 90 on Metacritic, hasn't it? Yeah, it plays amazingly well. It looks absolutely stunning. Um, the features are packed. The storyline they've gone all out, and it's like they, like I said, they've gone back to the drawing board with it, and just going, how can we make Tekken mint again? Do you know how they made uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? People are calling this Tekken 8 Deluxe. Oh. It's like it's the best of the best. I mean, it, there will be because there'll be there'll be like Tekken 8 Deluxe Resurrection, um, yeah. Devil Gene, Cr- 
Cross Street Fighter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'll come out in three years' time where it has all the DLC characters as part of the release. (laughs) I'm I'm buzzing that Tekken's back. It's so buzzing. It is. I'd have bought I'd have bought it, but I've already paid for Final Fantasy, so Ooh, it's a choice. One October. One October. I mean this okay. was never not gonna be a dear one for me. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I get it. I get mate. I fucking get it. Mm. Okay. Tekken is your dragon quest. Biggie, round us off. Polish us off. Well, my friend, I have played God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Liar. How much? Bullshit. <laughs> Um, I've played He's up to in. the end of the first fight with Thor, so I haven't got too far, but that's... <laughs> He's done the tutorial. He's an hour in. <laughs> Probably, about an hour in, but I have started it. Oh, my word. Uh, liking it. Yeah, very similar to... Uh, liking it, one of the best games of that year. Liking it. No, but I mean, it's, right. I love the original, so to me it's So why didn't you rush to play the point. second one? Because I've played other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like endless amounts of all the games. I'm not in a rush to play shit, mate. I play when I want. Um, oh, but yeah, oh um, he's uh, giving it a bit large, a little bit way, a little bit woo. But he's yeah, a it, it's, it's great. It's, it's, nice, <laughs> it's nice to be back into it and, it. and it feels like you've never left. It feels very familiar when you start yeah. to get going. Oh, yeah. I, I like the chat with um, Atreus now um, as he's a bit older. Um, yeah, loving it. Really good. Um, the only thing I didn't like, it, I don't know if he's obviously assuming he's going to make more of an appearance, but it was the, the first uh, introduction with Odin. And the fact that he's got this sort of New York American accent threw me off a bit. I wasn't it's expecting Fingy. that. It's Fingy. What's his name it's, from? Uh, it's, um... it's Aaron Sorkin, right? No, it's to- yeah. no Toby Ziegler. No. It's um, uh, Toby Ziegler. Yeah, it's, uh, well, Richard Schiff, who played Toby Ziegler in The West Wing. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, from The West Wing, right? Yeah. But I like Aaron Sorkin's related. It's the accent. It grows on the you. The accent yeah. threw me. No, it, it, yeah, it makes sense. The, the, the accent will throw you, but the more you see him, because you do get to... Without spoiling, you do get to spend quite a lot of time with Odin. I'm sure you um, do. Yeah. The performance that Richard Schiff puts into it, it makes sense for him to sound like a Jewish guy from New it's York. It's understated, City. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's understated. Yeah. This is well, you got to remember as well, Biggie. Like Kratos has got an American accent in this, and yeah. Atreus, so you can't really no, complain. I, <laughs> it doesn't no, sound I, like I, a fucking great. I don't think it's as jarring the way that. Kratos talks. Kratos very, come across he's got a very like, uh, Shakespearean way of talking, hasn't he? Yes. Like yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. American accent. Boy. Whereas I got that. Like when I when I first heard Odin, I was a bit it's like, like Hades from Hercules, I, isn't it? I was like, James that, Woods. That, I thought that's a choice, but the more you kind of interact with him throughout the game, it's like yeah, it was. You'll gr- it grows it on is you. a mad choice because especially the yeah, other, sure a lot of the fine. other characters in that that those games have got Scandinavian accents, haven't they? Well, apart, apart from Thor, like ba- Baldur's got a Scandinavian, but F- Thor, yeah, F- Thor is. Um, I mean, I've watched it, Chernobyl, Sons of Anarchy, which is isn't every it? accent yeah. in it. I think, um, I, I, but yeah, I, yeah, I really liking it. I think you'll you'll come to really love the Odin performance because I loved it. By I, I loved him. He's I a great him. actor, anyway. I'm sorry, I got the name wrong, but yeah, he's a superb. Um, what else am I doing? I have been watching The Stand, the um, American version of Stephen King's... Stephen King? Sorry, the American version, the, the TV <laughs> series version of Stephen King's uh, famous book. When did that come out? Is that old? Like, 2020. A few years ago, yeah. I didn't know they did the... Yeah. I, know, I didn't know they did the Stand. I didn't know. It's one of my it favorite, just popped up one of my favorite a, books a of all time. I'm sure I talked I love it. about it. I love the graphic novel as well. I've never, I've never read the graphic. I mean, it was, it was three years ago, so um, maybe like you don't remember, but I'm pretty sure I mentioned it. 
It was literally <laughs> finished before the pandemic, so um, it probably got lost uh-huh. a little bit during all of that. But uh, James Marsden is sadly in it, and he rubs me up the wrong way, I'm afraid. He's not <laughs> the best leading man, really. He's not, I mean, he's not the main character, but he's obviously a standout in um, some of the actors that they've got in. Uh, Odessa Young is in there. Uh, Owen Teague, he's really good. Um, Alexander Skarsgård is fantastic as Randall Flagg, but he doesn't look how I. Oh, he plays Flagg. Yeah, but he doesn't look any different oh. to how he looks in every other show that you see him in. Which is that a problem? I was not expecting him. No, but Locking. when you have a character in mind, how they would look, it's not how I saw him looking. If you see what I mean, it's there. They did it uh, like a, a two-part TV version in the nineties of this. And, yeah. Uh, Randall, Randall flagging that was fucking unhinged. I can't remember who played him. It was just it was like a, I just remember it. He's got like a big mullet and he just like full. He's just yeah, top to bottom in denim, and he in washed denim. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> walking around like a, like a rocker. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking cool, man. Yeah, he doesn't look like that so much. He, he's just got he's got the boots and the denim jeans. But yeah, he's yeah. on the scars guard with a big grin on his. The face, most basically. powerful person that Stephen King ever created in his mythos, and he's been yeah. in other films. Remember, he's in the Dark. Uh, Do you know what's you know what's re- ridiculous, right? I, I was watching the stand this version that Biggie's talking about, and I was like, mm. oh, Matthew McConaughey'd be really good for this role, and he was. <laughs> and then, and then yeah. I looked it up. I was like, oh yeah, he was actually in the Dark Tower, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he was Randall Flagg. Oh, 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 yeah. oh God. But they fucked that up. But uh, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg's in it, Amber Heard. Oh, shit, uh, big whoop. Yeah. Enrique Zaga. And then there's a few, Greg Kinnear's in there. And there's a few guest appearances from um, J.K. Simmons, Heather Graham, uh, to mention a few. Fuck. So yeah, I mean, it's, the cast Where'd is Where'd you good. find this then? It's usual places. Um, and then, um, okay. yeah, <laughs> okay. I'll just... I'm such a fan of it, and it's it's watchable, but it's not brilliant. It's okay. just something not clicking for me, and I'm not quite sure. I don't know if it's James Marsden. It's not James Marsden. <laughs> <don't know. laughs> it's just, fault. yeah, poor Cyclops. But yeah, it's not quite working for me, but I'm Died enjoying it for what it is, um, but apparently it's only a one-season thing. It's There's a chance it could have been a season two but apparently it might have been cancelled i'm not quite sure i think probably no no it finishes um, the whole story's done in the... i'm gonna say it's, it's not oh, it's a go. big book but it's, okay. it's a simple story to tell he also wrote there's also an story. epilogue which wasn't in the original book or tv series like miniseries so stephen king's gone back and wrote because he thought that himself didn't think that the book had, was finished right so he's wrote an epilogue yeah. for this purposely for this show. So he wrote the oh, final wow. episode. Uh, oh wow! Okay, there you go. I'm gonna have to watch this now. If people haven't read the stand, get on it. It's a long one though. It's a chunky. Yeah, old there's, there's and, the great and, stuff. And in some the, some the of the Dark Tower books. Like, so. The stuff I liked, but um, oh, it's just I've got. Um, I think Ezra Miller is the uh, trash man. No way. <laughs> Oh, this will, that that will be before Ezra Miller went really off the fucking rails. Yeah, yeah. The, tra- the trash can man yeah. is uh, yeah, Ezra, yeah. It's Ezra Miller. Yeah, it's got, it's got a real star-studded cast. It I didn't has, even yeah. know it existed. Oh, I did, and I forgot. You could see the effort was in there. So, um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. So it'll be oh, interesting wow. to see your thoughts if you do watch. Yeah, it. I, I'm, I've never. But, w- the, sorry, Biggie. I was just saying I've never go watched go. the. Go, go. Never read the book, but I remember kind of weirdly enjoying the miniseries. The miniseries is good. Um, it is good. From the nineties. Uh, so I was kind of yeah. well up for this when it came, when they said they were going to do it. 
You should try the book, though, mate. I mean, you don't have to jump into Dark Tower just because it's really good as well. Just because it's got similar characters, well, some same characters. Dark Tower is a fantasy book, uh, but yeah. the stand itself is is one of the greatest books of that generation, mate. It's insane and pure coke ridden, which is sometimes what you want in a book, isn't it? Sometimes. Well, the stuff about the uh, the weaponized. Influenza outbreak in this story is really <laughs> yeah. done well in the in the show. In the show, it's done very well. It's really cool. Yeah, it's great. In a really great sick book. way. Um, I'm buzzing on that. Yeah, you've just, th- you've, you've just discovered it for me. But the the other thing I want to cheer up with is that I've been watching a really sweet comedy that you may or may not have covered. I'm not sure if anyone watched this or not, but it's the Detectorists. Well, a lot of people no, talk about just, this one. Yeah, and I just needed something a bit more uplifting to watch. So um, for those that don't know, it's a British comedy series. Um, came out in 2014. It's written and directed by Mackenzie Crook, he of The Office fame. Gareth. And stars alongside uh, Toby Jones. And it's basically set in a fictional small town of Danbury in North Essex. The plot around uh, revolves literally around the lives and loves of the metal detecting ambitions of the characters Andy Fucking and Lance. <laughs> and they're best friends. But do you know what? It's really sweet, funny comedy. It's not too dissimilar, in a way, to Ricky Gervais's Afterlife, in the sense that there's a lot of humour in there. There's a bit of seriousness at times. But it's got morals. It goes, it goes back to the humour again. Uh, but it's just mm. yeah, a really funny, really sweet comedy. Brilliant writing. The acting is fantastic. And it's just nice, easy comedy to watch. And it, it's got some really good funny bits in it. I love it. I think it's really good. Um, uh, nearly finished the first season. I think there's two, maybe three. What's it on? Too much. Uh, what am I watching on uh, Netflix? Oh, that makes it a lot sweeter. I think it's BBC, isn't it? Yeah, it's a BBC show. It was oh. originally on BBC, yeah. <sighs> no one's perfect. But yeah, I think it's really good. <laughs> Mackenzie Crook and Toby Jones are fantastic. Their characters are both great really people. Good. Both uh, Toby yeah. Jones, especially. I do love a bit of Toby Jones. He's a very good actor. Fantastic. Not so much in Jurassic Park Dominion. Not Dominion. Uh, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Not at all. all, Can you? (laughs) He has a rough ride in that um, Sherlock episode he was part of, but that was about the time when Sherlock (laughs) started getting really, really shit. You mean when Sherlock got magic powers? Yeah. (laughs) Magic (laughs) brain powers. (laughs) Not to go on a tangent, but that... Final series, I think episode one, where he predicts the future and how people react, <laughs> and he's so he's like he, he turns up and he's there, and like how did you do that? He goes because I knew this is how you'd react, and I was like fuck right off, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Older shy. First season of Sherlock's great. First, first season of Sherlock's great because that's when they were kind of sticking with the book. It was the um, yeah they did Baskervilles and stuff, didn't they? That fucking yeah. last episode they did where it was like with Sherlock's sister as well, and she, she's like, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I did like the one where they did like <laughs> the Victorian one. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, yeah. it was like a special, yeah, yeah. but it was all like in his head to try and work something out. Christmas, Christmas that special. That was quite good. But yeah, that final series where it was just there, like you said, yeah, you got, it was woof. It, it's like you got magical <laughs> but we're powers. But we're not reviewing Sherlock tonight. No. <laughs> no, but um, what we are doing is moving on to the feedback. So I think I'm doing that, aren't you? Because you're having a night off oodles, aren't you? Completely. Completely. Completely abdicated responsibility that's what he's all about these days i like i, I prefer delegation abdication uh right we'll start with um king hangrid uh this week has been mainly uh, eafc and what we do in the shadows 
I took my youngest to see Wish yesterday at the cinema. Pretty good film, but not quite as good as I was expecting for Disney's big 100 celebration film. Uh, Just about to go to our local community centre for a Lego show with lots of displays. I'm hoping it's as fun as it sounds. And then he updates us. The Lego show is fantastic. So many amazing creations from Jurassic Park to Star Wars to the Angel of the North and loads more. Imagine, though, if you went barefooted to this Lego show. You'd be dead. (laughs) You just wouldn't survive. You'd be dead. Uh, Lee Davies has come in. <laughs> Lee Davies has come in. Ood- Oodles, this ma- this man is your people. Uh, He's always been my people. I've spent the last few weeks playing Peggle Two on PS4, PS5, and because he knows one of the greatest games ever made, and finally got the platinum after dozens of hours. Oh, <gasps> as it, it's eluded me that one. This was after I'd spent dozens of hours getting a thousand gamer score on Xbox last year. What can I say? I love me some Peggle. I've already said it, it's best EA EA game ever made. Ever. Peggle's definitely a Peggle two about that game. It's just enjoyable to play, isn't it? It's, it's the best it's... one of the best puzzle games of all time, mate. It's just I don't so think good. I've ever played no, it. Tetris is, You've never played it. The music when you pass the levels are insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I, I, I watched I watched <laughs> you I watched you stream it, but I've never played yeah. it. I was, it's so fucking good. If you come at, you come in from a night out and put some peggle on for, for lads. Oh, it's but a lads. game changer, but man. Lads. It's a game changer. Love peggle. Peggle 2 is the ultimate peggle. I need a peggle 3, though. Need it. Speaking, speaking of pegging fans, it's plenty. Um, <laughs> he said, hey, haven't you all done a lot? Good for you. Between playing barman at Rachel's sister's wedding after party... Brackets, I was the hardest working person in their kitchen diner last night. Mm. And getting Say stuck in an ele- <laughs> Chow Chow uh, And getting stuck in an electric car in the middle of Storm Irma. I think it means Isha. Um, I've not had much time to watch stuff this week. But let's start with Netflix's BitConned. Now, I've seen this. It's really good. The story of the Centra crypto debit card that never existed. Imagine that GameStop documentary with an even un- even more unlikable, barely human, grifting asshole protagonist. It's quite interesting, but if, like me, you hate the Wolf of Wall Street because there isn't a protagonist, you'll hate this. Hang on, how can you hate the Wolf of Wall Street? It's an amazing film. I think it's amazing. Ooh. He just doesn't like Jordan Belfort, does he? He hates no one, good shit. Likes no bad one, shit. No one likes <laughs> Jordan Belfort. <laughs> Rachel was away this weekend. That gave me the chance to finally catch up on the films she refuses to watch because they are, quote, too sad and will make me cry. Starting with The Sound of Metal, the tale of a drummer on the cusp of the big time inexplicably going deaf overnight. Love that film. Riz Ahmed is a national treasure and he's brilliant as the single-minded Reuben. Did you like him in Venom? (laughs) We'll skip it past that. The sound production (laughs) is the true star of the show here and yes, of course, I cried. Final thing I'm bringing to the show is to is uh to, sorry I'll start again. Final thing I'm bringing to show and tell is the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, so good. Jesus fucking H Christ on a cross. I love in Bruges, yeah. and I assume this will be another bittersweet story of an unlikely friendship. <laughs> nope. A nope. stunningly bleak period piece with three of the top five Irish actors working today. I was taken in by Colin Farrell's likable sad sack in Act One, along with Barry Keoghan's blunt village idiot. But ultimately, that has made me want. Ultimately, what has made me want to put it back on for Rachel is its squirrel shit, nutty, grim third act. 
but only nah, when she's gotten fuck. over the shock of me buying us a miniature donkey for Colin Robinson to ride on. I think that little <laughs> that little monologue that Barry Keown has when, when when he's trying to ask that woman to marry him. I I think it's like if 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 you were so kind, like do you reckon you you could marry someone like me? And she goes, no. No, probably not. <laughs> just, I just, I don't know. The, I, I like Banshee's Vinisher more than I like in Bruges. And I know I'm I'm in the middle of it on that one. It's different, kind of, totally different kind of yeah, films. Yeah, they are there. totally different films. But I just, Banshee's one probably, I, th- I think when we did it, we talked about this, I think it was like my second favourite film that year. A it's a great film. film. It's really good, but just in Bruges, just. It's bleak. <laughs> in Bruges, just. Doesn't miss the whole film. No, it doesn't that, miss. Nothing does in it? that film that misses. <laughs> I want to give uh, a quick Bump. shout out to Planting John's Pod for I listened to the American Pie. Uh, so did I. Today. <laughs> and oh, I, I listened. To it has probably one well. of the funniest facts <laughs> that they've ever announced. Which one? Uh, it had me chuckling away when I was walking my dog. I don't know whether to ruin it or not, but it, it's no, don't. fantastic. I did I did hear him say on this episode that uh, they're thinking about doing Blade soon. Um, Planty, come on. Hit me up. Hit me up. Okay. 170-odd facts to beat, though. I think 175. Mate, I, I think I could get 250 facts on Blade. Got to get ones that people don't know, though. Yeah, easy. Okay, so easy. next up, Xenos. Uh, this week I've been playing yet more Mincecraft. Spelling intentional. Mincecraft? Minecraft. Oh, Minecraft. Minecraft. We finally tracked down a nether fortress. Turns out there was one fairly close to our first portal and we're just going in the wrong direction. And I've procured the materials to upgrade the spell books from our magic mod from amateur to competent, which has allowed me to turn my launch target into the sky spell into make target float away helplessly. It wears off after a few seconds, but by that point they're high enough up for the fall to kill them. Oh, and I can also shoot electrical sparks out of my hands, though I can't do full-blown lightning bolts yet. Maybe next week. There's spells on Minecraft and stuff. Apparently. Has, also- he just, has he just completely dropped um, thingy now, Baldur's Gate? Has he just dropped it? I think he's finished it. Oh, he never let me know. I think he's done multiple runs, actually. So. Yeah, yeah, he's done three or oh. four runs. Um, I've done three. We've also accidentally blundered into one of the most terrifying biomes in the game, the Deep Dark. It's a semi-living biome composed of a life form called the Skulk. And going in there is a bit like the film Annihilation. But it Turn- all looks like Minecraft still. That's the problem. <laughs> Turns out it's under, it's under the mountain next to the one we live on. It's basically empty of monsters, but instead contains blocks that sense vibrations from you walking, interacting with objects, or otherwise moving around doing stuff, and blocks that react to those vibrations by letting out an unearthly screech. Why the screech? Well, that alerts the warden. What's a warden? Toughest enemy in the game. Doesn't drop anything. Strong enough to more or less instantly splatter you with melee attacks and is capable of firing sonic blasts through blocks if it can't reach you directly. Fortunately, it's completely blind and operates on a combination of sound and smell. We've basically been playing a combination of Metal Gear Solid and Alien Isolation every time we go down there, but I think we've looted most of the city's runes now, so hopefully I won't need to do it again. Fortunately, we've set the service so you don't lose your inventory on death because we want to actually enjoy playing rather than be scared shitless of everything vanishing every time we're in danger. So it's a surprisingly zen experience once you accept accept the inevitability of death. (laughs) So he's a nihilist now. (laughs) Clearly. Outside of that, I've played through most of Mega Man ZX, although I'm not quite done with the game yet. I think I've got another two selectable bosses to go before I get into the end game. 
And finally for this week, I've picked up another book. I realise I make this sound like a rarity, but it's more because I read so quickly I can't afford to get a new book every time I finish one. Chalk this one up to serendipity. I walked into WH Smith's to pick up a drink on the way back from Cheltenham yesterday and completely by chance spotted a copy of Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere on one of the shelves. Now we're talking. Thoroughly enjoyed all of his books that I've read so far and I've heard good things about this one, so looking forward to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Picked it up. Picked it up. I haven't touched it yet. I found one of my um, favourite series ever in WH Smith randomly. Just picked it up. Looked good. I was like, that. this sounds interesting. Picked it up. 14 books in. <laughs> Twilight was it? Great. Twilight. Twilight, yeah. Don't be silly. Fifty Shades, man. <laughs> uh, last up, we've got Best Boy Angry Kurt. I'm still playing Prince of Persia in the Lost Crown, which continues to be excellent. But the main thing I did this week was hold on, Stig, was finish the Lies of Loch Lamora. Oh, I've read it already. I've seen what you said. Strike this up as another thing I would have only tried due to the podcast, and it was brilliant. It took me a while as I found it hard going sometimes in terms of the complexity of the language and how descriptive it was, but I didn't mind it as it was a great story from start to finish. Scott Lynch writes characters really well. I felt a real connection with Locke and his gang and a real hatred for the baddies, who I won't name as I know Oodles is yet to read it. I agree with Gadget and Stig that I think he'd love this book. I'm eager to read the next one after reading the teaser of of the next book at the end of this one, but I'm going to read non-fiction Harry Potter The Deathly Hallows first for a break. Also watched the first two episodes of Beckham of the Beckham documentary, which has been a good watch. Yeah, the yeah, that's uh, good. Red was it Red Seas under Red Skies or something like that. The second yeah. book is really good. A very different story to Lies of Loch Lamora. Oh, they're all different. Like, Republic, but it's it, much Thieves grander is, scope. Republic of Thieves. I've started. Is, I've um, started Loch Lamora. I started it this week. Not very far in. See, it's nice to read. It's, I, I find it quite easy to read actually. But yeah. Oh. It, the end of that last book. It's been 20, 10, 11 years. Well, <laughs> oh, so not. I'm starting somewhere that doesn't end now. Thank you. Thanks for But it's coming out. It did release last year that it's literally at the publishers and the editors and they're going through it now. So, sure. yeah. Better be. At least he's actually progressing with it, unlike some other people. <laughs> Patrick Grum. Grum. He's not, he's not done a Martin. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's that's it for the feedback. So we don't have a candy, so we're not doing a Candyland this week. So, but we, 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 no, we, we've not. got we've got buses to catch. We, you know, so we need to get away early. So, um, I mean, if you want good content, pay us. No, and no one got any insane shit to say. Anyone else? Biggie? No. Anyone? I did. I did have a insane um, a mystery shit to say. <laughs> I did have a uh, a mystery to, poo to make up this to, afternoon to make up for ca- no Candyland. <laughs> Now we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk about Oodles as mystery poos. So they're the um, best poos. So, right, if I'm remembering rightly, the last part of Kenny Potter's already out now, isn't it? Certainly, second, nope. second to last second part. Last part. We're going to do not a, the last. We're doing a wrap up. The last film one. We're doing a reunion. Right. Okay. So, so that's already out. So make sure you get on the Patreon. Patreon. Later. Nineteen years later. Oh, Patreon.com forward slash Modern Escapism. Five pound a month plus VAT is all you need to get all this extra goodness. And once they've completed the Kenny Potter series, me and Biggie will be back for Fast X, and then we'll be starting something new. Will you fuck? We will. We need to keep the content coming. It's one film. We can do one film. I don't think you can. Hopefully Vin Diesel will go to prison for something that we know in the news, and then we won't better cover it. Steal the DVD players, probably. Listen, we've had some really great feedback, by the way, from the people in Discord who have dis- who have 
Patreon and have listened to Kenny Potter and have said how much they really, really enjoyed it. So even if you are one of those people on a wait until it's all out, subscribe for a month and listen to it all. Please do because... Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, we don't care, but it's really... For, for a fiver, you, you're going to get nine episodes on it and it's really good. Like We put a lot of effort and work into it. It wasn't just about watching the films... Like, it's one of the first shows we've done where we planned every segment of it from start to finish yeah, before we even started I listened recording. listened to all the books, made notes about them. We talked yeah, about we the planned differences. The whole thing. Like, it's, it's really, really good. Um, so yeah, It's very different to this. Yes. Yeah. Really, worth it, really worth it, my opinion. Mm. And so if you want to listen to something inferior, then listen to the Fast and Furious podcast that we did where we just shit on movies that are shit. Yeah, they're not shit. <laughs> They're not shit, somehow. <laughs> so, but you can find information about all of that at modernescapism.co.uk or erstwhile website. Um, Pretty good, like. We're on, oh, we're on X, formerly known as Twitter. We're on TikTok. We're on, I should be making some TikTok videos oh, for it, shouldn't I? We don't go that far with these with this bit, this segment gadget. Just leave it at that. Hey, I am doing my <laughs> style of hosting. You, you <laughs> they can get find us. They can box. find us. We do need more TikTok content. Yeah. Get yourself back in your box. I'm hosting it this time, not you. Every time yeah, I go on TikTok, fucking ground. Every time I go on TikTok, we've got more followers, um, but there's not a lot of content on there. So I'm like, if we we should do something. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, if you are not a patron, this is where the show ends for you. But if you are a patron, join us in the green room. But for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.